Hello and welcome to the podcast According to Sci Faith, where we discuss topics revolving around the compatibility of science and faith. I'm Josua Göcking and you're listening to According to Sci Faith. Episode 62 The Physics Nobel Prize 2023 and Lasers. So 2023 was also a year in which, of course, the Physics Nobel Prize was uh, awarded. And in this year, it was awarded to three physicists. And they were Anne Lullier, I guess it is pronounced, I don't know, uh, of the University of Lund. Pierre Agostini of the University of Ohio, Ohio State University in Columbus. And Ferenc Cross of the Univer Ludwig Maximilians University in Munich. So they uh, were awarded the Nobel Prize for their uh, their research on attosecond light pulses, which is a pretty interesting topic, pretty groundbreaking research. Um, which um, so attoseconds, it's a really really small um, number. So just to illustrate this, uh, you might know. Um, milli you might even know micro and nano so this those are steps you can go to show how small a thing is so uh, milli is for example uh, an, a thousandth and then it goes in thousand steps so micro would be a millionth and then nano is a billionth and this way it continues afterwards there's pico and then there's fremto and then there's atto so Atto is is a really small amount and it is uh, really um difficult to get so uh, to such a small um layer uh, for once because it, this is the 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 level at which atoms uh, move in uh, electrons move in atoms so it's a really really short period and it used to be not accessible by by light or by lasers and but before we describe how they did it how how they made this possible i think it's best to first explain how a laser work works and and what what a laser actually is so let us explain uh, talk a little bit about lasers so first what does laser stand for laser sound sounds cool the word but where does this word come from and actually laser is an abbreviation so if you write it out it stands for light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation so this is what laser stands for but what does this mean so now we know what the abbreviation means but maybe we are we are not the, the, the smarter unless you really know about the physical concepts behind it so First, uh, let's we, we start by explaining first the latter part, the part of stimulated emission of radiation. So for this, we need to go back to physics class and remember, or even chemistry class, uh, remember what, what we learned there. So we learned that uh, matter is basically made up of atoms, and atoms itself are not the 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 smallest part yet they are themselves made up of uh, protons neutrons in in their nucleus and uh, electrons in in levels around those and they can have certain states they can be in a ground state or they can be in upper states depending on how much energy they have so i think Most of you should know this back from from school that there are those different layers in which the elec uh, or, or orbitals in which the electrons can be, and 
what then happens is that they can jump from one layer to another. If they absorb energy, they can go to a higher level. And if they if they give, if they give this energy back, they they can jump to a lower level. And of course, electrons or everything is in nature is always uh, trying to reduce the amount of energy or it needs for something. So it generally tends to go to the ground state, to the lowest state uh, of energy. But there are simple rules that so for a example if you have an atom with more than uh, just one or two electrons like uh, hydrogen which only has one electron but if you have like uh, carbon uh, it has more more than that so if you have those then then there are uh, uh, there are physics rules about what is allowed for example you cannot have two particles in the same energetic level so this is this is just forbidden by it's uh, that this is the reason for this is that particles are uh, matter particles are fermions and fermions uh, have this uh, for fermions the Pauli exclusion uh, principle holds which basically states that that they that two particles cannot uh, be in the same energetic state um they so they have to be different in so called quantum numbers and they can be so Actually, two can be in kind of the same energetic states because they have their own property spin called spin. And if they uh, are different in this property, they can uh, be in the same energetic state, but uh, with uh, reversed spins. So therefore, for example, if you know from your chemistry or physics class uh, in the in the in the lowest um, in the lowest energy level of the, those atoms, there were always two electrons that could fit in there. And this is exactly the reason for it. They, they uh, differ in their spins and therefore they can be there. As you might know, in the, in the upper layers, usually there were eight who could fit in there. And this is for different reasons because there are different uh, particle numbers that they can obtain. They can have their own um, angular momentum and they can, they can have different levels there. So there is more possibilities of different energy levels in those areas so i hope this was not too complex but this is basically the atomic model uh, you learned in school I, I guess and now we want to describe this further because now the question is if one what can always happen for example is that one electron uh, by some energy that it absorbs can get to an higher to an excited state which we call it so it can go from a lower level to a higher level by some excitation usually using photons or light particles and now let's assume we have such an atom where the electron is in, in an excited state and now uh, the electron decides let's say uh, to to go back to the ground state so what it does is it goes back to the ground state but now we know uh, energy is conserved in physics always. Energy has to be conserved. So how can this be that it goes to this ground state? Because the ground state is less energetic than the, the excited state. So where does this energy go? It has to be released in some way, right? And the way in which this is released is by, uh, release, uh, by, by uh, giving off light, giving off a photon, li a light particle. And... This can happen. Uh, you can happen spontaneously, as we just described, but it can also happen stimulatedly. But this we will uh, describe in a bit. So it will give up, the, uh, give off this light, and now you know that um, from quantum mechanics we know that these atomic levels we have there, they are quantized. So there are 
they are at a specific energy level. This is not a spectrum where there's a continuous amount of levels. They are at specific energy levels. So it is a specific amount of energy that it takes from one atomic level to the lower atomic level. So there's a specific amount of energy. And now, if you know of the photoelectric effect, you know that energy for light, because light is emitted when an electron jumps from one level to another, uh, to a lower level. So light, uh, the energy of light is, is, um, is uh, proportional to its frequency. So if you have high energetic light, then it will have a high frequency. If you have low energetic light, it will have a low frequency. So, and, and the, the different frequencies of light, you can um, see as different colors. So, if it's in the visible spectrum. So, the, the, the colors of light uh, are, have different frequencies. So, red uh, light has a lower frequency and blue and violet light has a higher frequency. And therefore, you know also infrared is in the area of frequencies lower than what we can see of light of frequencies lower that we can see and ultraviolet light is in the frequency spectrum of frequencies higher than is visible to our eyes. So this is the way it works and therefore each atom has with its individual um, levels of energy differences between the its atomic layers has also individual um, photons of light that it emits when it jumps from one level to another so there is a, a spectrum for each atom of of these differences in light so uh, where 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 these these difference in energy con, um, correspondence uh, corresponds to a certain photon that is emitted and this has a certain frequency and so you have uh, in this way you have a light spectrum for every um every atom and this is really um really um important for example also in astronomy astronomic observations when we uh, see the light that we uh, observe from other stars or from other objects then we know we can know which um elements they are made of because we know ah this is the light of this and that uh, part for example we know this this light comes from uh, is is from the energy level of of hydrogen and so we know that it was uh, originally emitted from an hydro hydrogen atom but this was a, a big uh, now we a bit a little bit lost track but i think it was really uh, good to understand this because now we know how how um, light is emitted from from an atom The problem with spontaneous, what we now describe spontaneous emission is, if an electron spontaneously decides to emit radiation, then the direction in which it is emitted is completely random. So there is no way of foretelling in which direction the light will be emitted. It will just be any direction. So this is, in a laser, this is really not what we want. We wanted to have a certain direction such that we can use this light to point it somewhere. Therefore, we need to find another way of uh, getting this light to be emitted. And there, luckily, is the effect of stimulated emission. And this is uh, um, also happens with atoms. And this is happening, let's say we have an, an atom in an excited state. And there is, is, a, is a photon coming towards it. And instead of the electron absorbing it and jumping to an even higher energetic level, it uh, is triggered by this uh, photon to jump to a lower level and emit radiation. 
emit uh, like like if it would spontaneously em emit radiation but this way it is induced by this other other photon and in this case we get this effect that the photon that the electron will then emit will point in the same direction as the photon that induced this uh, emission and this is uh, what we mean in uh, what is there part of the laser is the stimulated emission of radiation so what happens in a laser is that um, what specifically happens uh, we will see in a bit but uh, they, there are these um, emissions stimulated by photons and then they move in the same direction so what is now missing is the light amplification so we don't on, not only want to stimulate emissions uh, of individual photons, uh, we want uh, to have a lot of light. We want to have, I mean, lasers usually uh, have a lot of light that they emit, not only uh, individual photons, uh, which would be nothing because uh, it would just be too, too few uh, photons to use uh, for us. Especially if you have, have those high-powered lasers who can even uh, uh, cut to m through materials and so on. Um, but uh, so, so we need an amplification of this light. You want to have a lot of this light. And how do we um, achieve this? This is achieved by a so-called process called population inversion. So basically, as we have said, an atoms or electrons always want to be in the lowest state so they always jump from the highest to the lowest states in order to reduce the energy they they need so this we want to turn around we want to invert uh, turn invert this population basically the population of the electrons in the atom and this is done through a pump mechanism which enforces this population inversion and uh, this works, for example, that there's uh, by, by absorption of photons, which always pulls the electrons in higher higher levels, higher energy levels, and uh, then they jump back to a lower state, and there you get always the stimulated emission of radiation. But uh, there is not what is not usually used is a two or uh, is a two level system where you have the ground state and an excited state because it is it, it can be shown that in this way a population inversion version cannot be upheld and therefore usually a three or four level scheme is used where you uh, excite the um in a three uh, level state for a uh, scheme uh, you for example you excite the particle from the crown state to a higher excited state from which it then decays into a lower state which is but is not the crown state so there you have these three levels and this way you can hold up such a population inversion and uh, this is usually how you get this laser to work that you have it you have it overly populate a, an excited uh, atomic state uh, energy state and from this you uh, stimulate the emission to this uh, uh, or photons to this lower state which is not a ground state in this three uh, level scheme and this light is then um, emitted and what happens to the light we come to later All right, I think it's time for a short break. 
So before we continue, just make me let a, some short uh, announcements. Um, if you uh, want to know more about SciFave, I really encourage you to go to my website, sci-fave.de slash en. There you can find out more about this podcast, about my book and ab about my blog. So you can read my blog. All the articles are also now in English. So you can read all of them. Also the article, which I've described in the first episode. And you can also learn more about my book, which is now available in English. So I really encourage you to get it as an ebook and, and read it because there really much about what we are talking about is really discussed in a, in a deeper way. And you will understand, I think, a lot more of what I'm talking about if you really have grasped those concepts. Uh, also, there is a new book out, my latest novel or my first novel also, uh, Alien Thoughts. You can get it on, on Amazon as an ebook, and I really encourage you to read it. It's really uh, exciting. I have gotten a lot of feedbacks. People really like it, and so I re really hope you read it and also give it a five-star rating because this always helps people to Uh, to know what the book is, to, to understand if it is something for them. And really, if you have the time, I really ask you to write a review of it such that people really can know um, what the book is about, know if it's something for them. And so more reader, readers can get aware of, of this book and can get to enjoy it. It also, of course... All, all this also supports me in my work also on this podcast. It gives me more flexibility produce, to do, produce new episodes. So I really am hoping for your support. Also, if you have ideas or requests or something that you want to have covered in this podcast, feel free to contact me at sci-faith.de slash en and then use the contact form. There you can also subscribe to the newsletter where you will get some uh, sp uh, special materials. So uh, newsletter in the newsletter, I write some of, of the thoughts that are usually not fit for blog posts, but still very interesting topics. So if you want to uh, get this or get news, what happens, happens at SciFave, what's new, what's up, then you will get the latest news, you will really get there and then I really encourage you to subscribe to my Substack. With that being said, let's continue to the episode. I want to shortly interpret this in a spiritual way because I think this shows us also something for the spiritual way uh, life or for our life in, in, in the spirit for our life with Christ uh, because it shows that uh, I mean if you think about it everything going to the lowest energy everything always trying to reduce its energy to reduce its amount it's kind of the way the world works it's kind of how we see everything uh, kind of also if you look into the law of inertia everything seems to be inert seems to be uh, trying to uh, move as little as possible i mean it's physically not completely right I, i get it it's if something is pretty fast it tries to stay that fast of course but you you have in it this uh, if you also 
know it from what you would talk to people around. If you talk of somebody who is a nerd, then it's it's somebody who's really not getting to move and really not get, getting things going, and uh, which is considered to be a negative thing. Of course, you can interpret physics always in two directions, but if you would interpret it in this way, then you can also see that this this population inversion is something which tries to turn this around, tries to turn us against this uh, uh, the, the, this way of the world, the way the world works, to to always uh, yeah be be inert, to, to to just go along, to just uh, go the the easiest way, go the the the, the way with the least resistance and so on. So I think what the spirit wants us and what God wants us to to be if, with being part of this new creation, he wants to invert this population. He wants to invert us in such a way that we don't go with the with the way of the least resistance, the way of least, least effort, the easiest way uh, in, in a negative way. Of course, he does not want us to work harder than we have to to do uh, stupid efforts which could be achieved in an easier way. He wants to us to work smart and to do to act smartly, but he does not want us to go this uh, eff- uh, way where we uh, we abstain from effort, where we we try to go the easiest way, and in 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 which, as you. Uh, have some experience to later realize which is actually the way of 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 most effort of most uh, uh, fighting and so on because in the long run it will get you more effort because uh, you have been lazy before so this is uh, and this is thing i think what he wants to tell us and uh, tell us and i and there you see it also with the laser there is a pump mechanism and this pump mechanism this delivers the energy it, it excites these particles to this higher state it delivers the energy for these particles to go to this higher state and to populate this higher state and stay in this higher state so there it is of course also so that you don't need to make this effort yourself you are, you as the electron in this picture do not need to pull your up uh, self up from your bootstrap but uh, you are uh, pulled there by the power of god by the power of this pump mechanism which in this image would be the power of god so this is uh, what you can see there and also if you look at a big biblical you always see that god wants us to be in the high places above everything in the he, in ephesians it says that we are placed in heavenly places so where we are above all these worldly things and i think this is also what what um what this shows us is that that he wants us to be in the high energetic ways where we have the where we are high highly energetic where we are not uh, in in the crown state and moved around by 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 the ways of this world but where where we are above the those things where where we are uh, not not in the sense that we are something better but in a sense that we uh, are um transferred into his kingdom and where we are up um where we are concerned with his kingdom and not the ways of, of this natural world. So I think this is a pretty powerful picture in the spirit way, where it shows that um, the, what what he wants to do be us. And if you think this, uh, if you think this image further, you also see what happens if this occurs. What happens? Light is emitted. So uh, I mean, light is a bit okay. Okay, it, the, the electrons then go to a lower state. This is maybe not part of the picture, but light is emitted. So we become the light of the world by being in this excited state, by being in this high state, by letting our population inver- be inverted. We become the light. 
we become the light of the world as Jesus says it and and we become alive to those who are not yet in this position who are not yet uh, aware of this this possibility you are not yet living in the power of God and therefore are in this excited state so I think this is a pretty powerful picture for for what God wants to do with us and where he wants us to live so To continue with the laser, what happens afterwards uh, when this all this light is emitted, then they come into uh, resonators um, to, to get them to uh, a unified frequency. As I said, they have uh, one uh, frequency, but they still can by by different radiation. So if the if some electrons do not use the three-level scheme, but uh, still jump to another energy level and so on, which can all happen, then you have a lot of uh, noise in there and you want to get rid of that. And uh, this you do by resonators. This is basically two uh, mirrors who are opposite to each other and they are positioned in such a distance that when they are reflected and reflected and re reflected, that everything but the frequency that you want to have uh, obtained will be cancelled out by interference effects. And in this way, you have two mirrors, but you, of course you don't want the light to just uh, bang and bang around between those mirrors until uh, the frequency is clean, but they just jumping around between the mirrors and nothing else happens. No, of course the light has to come out at some place. So therefore, the one of those mirrors is not completely um, reflecting, but to something like 99%. And so 1% of the light that is uh, in this way uh, put into a unified frequency will get out and come out of the laser. So this is the basic working of the laser. So uh, I hope you could understand it in, in, in some aspect. So if not, then feel free to ask a question after this podcast episode. And what a problem with this is, is that this is on the area of femtoseconds. So uh, uh, one swing of, of a, one... Um, period of light is already on the area of femtoseconds so it's it's too long to achieve um attoseconds which they achieved in their um in their nobel prize winning research so what did they do so what they did is they uh, radiated laser on matter And as with the guitar, where you have, uh, if you let uh, something resonate, you have these uh, harmonics that occur, uh, or if you have, uh, the, the, they are in their frequency a lot of shorter than than the original tone that you you you, you uh, got, and. In the same way, this happens if you put these laser pulses on matter and there, there are shor shorter frequencies uh, reflected or, or coming out of this, this matter and this uh, allowed to achieve attosecond pulses. So this is really pretty simplified, but I think that was the concept behind it. And today they even managed to get laser pulses as short as 50 attoseconds, which is really, really short. Just to illustrate this, uh, in this time, light, which has, as we know, the highest speed, the light speed is the, the, the speed limit, basically, of the universe. And in this time, in 50 attoseconds, the, the, the light with the highest speed uh, wa uh, walks or walks or travels uh, 
a, a little bit more than the diameter of our DNA. And our DNA is 50, 15 nanometers uh, is the diameter of our DNA. So it's it's really, really small. And so it, it, this, this uh, 50 attoseconds uh, is really, really short. And this shows how much of an achievement this is. And this is um, really groundbreaking research. It has... Uh, is assumed to have a lot of technical ac applications, but it's also for research a really, really a breakthrough because it allows um, a lot of things to be researched and uh, therefore, therefore, especially in uh, regarding reactions, chemical reactions, and so forth, because uh, everything that happens there happens on these time scales. So this was a really break groundbreaking research and therefore uh, the, the Nobel Prize was uh, well deserved and uh, I hope you could understand to some degree what, uh, what this was about and, and what uh, really was achieved there. So that's everything for today's episode. I hope you liked it and you enjoyed each part of it. If you want to get in touch with me or discuss a topic or want to give me some feedback, then feel free to contact me using the contact form at, on my website, sci-faith.de/en, And there you can go to the contact tab and contact me. And uh, if you have any other things you or episodes you want to have covered there or topics you haven't have covered, uh, feel free. Uh, to uh, contact me there. Also, if you are not yet familiar with the format in which these, uh, pod this podcast is produced, let me just briefly explain it to you. So there are always is always at the beginning of a month or of, of, of a block. There are is a, a big block of four episodes in in one thing. It's kind of like a preview, which I call it, where you have the next four episodes all in one episode uh, together combined. And this is for people who like to hear long form format podcasts who have a long way to work or something else where they can listen to a long episode and can then have a preview of the next four episodes all at once or episodes all at once and are completely up to date from the beginning of the blog for those who like uh, their episodes shorter who prefer it if if they have one, a half an hour or even less of a, po a podcast episode for those there is every week afterwards will appear a podcast episode almost in that length and this way I can uh, publish every week a, a new podcast every episode and everyone uh, can have it his own way either once a month a long uh, chunk of um, uh, of uh, content or once a week a shorter uh, form format podcast episode so I think that's the best way for everyone and also for me when I'm producing it Please also note that this is an independent podcast, which means that it is recorded, produced and marketed by me. So I really need your support in this. So if you like this podcast, then give it a five star rating. And if you have the time, even write a review to it. This just helps other listeners to uh, become aware of this podcast. And then people who might be interested in this content become can become aware of it. Also, if you have friends who you think would like this content, then recommend it to them and share it with them also you can support me in other ways for example by reading my blog and uh, subscribing to my newsletter or even by reading my books uh, which you can uh, find on amazon for example there is um 
My latest novel out now is Alien Thoughts, which is pretty entertaining from the feedback that I gotten. And so it's also in some way related to science and faith. The topic of it is also in there. But of course, you can also read the book to this podcast, Sci Faith, the Compatibility of Science and Faith, which is also available in English since last year. Thank you for that. And now I wish you a wonderful day. And I'm looking forward for you to tune in again next time.